Welcome to your new favorite band, the podcast brought to you by the LA Navy. And now, your hosts, Dallas Dwight and Drizzle Silvera. All right, hello. Welcome back to your new favorite band from the LA Maybe. I am Dallas Dwight. And I'm Drizzle Silvera. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, yeah. It's good to be back. We took um, a couple weeks off from filming these. Now, you guys will not know that. They come out every week, but we took a couple weeks off from filming. We're back in the saddle today. We decided to pull out the old shade of ruse here. What's, yeah, you, they, what's uh, you sporting today over there, friend? Well, these were a nice uh, $17 find on Amazon. Um, nice. Yeah, my. Uh, my wife really doesn't like them, so. <laughs> That's why you wear them all the time. <laughs> She's like. So now I wear them in the shower. <laughs> She's like, those really look like they're for black folks. Like, they just don't look good on you. I was just like, oh, thanks, Case. I don't agree. I think they look like you're from the future. That's what I, you know, I either future or, I don't know, rock star. Well, of course, that. What else? I mean, oh, humblest man alive. They look like the glasses the humblest man alive would probably wear. Yeah. If, if he wore glasses. The humblest but, rock star ever. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I'm just sporting some good old traditional aviators here. Uh, it's kind of chilly out here in the, uh, in the winter months, so we got the uh, official LA Maybe swag hoodie here. Hey, where can they find that, Dallas? LAMaybe.com slash store. And speaking of that, actually, before we get started, I did want to point out to you guys, as we're, we said we'd do uh, for the first 10 episodes here, go to LAMaybe.com slash VIP and sign up for the VIP version of this podcast. You're going to get the extended episodes. You're going to get a bonus episode each month. You're going to get access to exclusive merch. Uh, also, all the podcasts come out early for you. You get them on Tuesdays instead of Thursday. Everybody else has to wait. Sorry. Uh, and shout out to our VIPs that we already have. A bunch of you have already signed up. Really appreciate that. And uh, the biggest thing is it helps us keep this show going, helps keep us on the road, helps keeps us, I can't talk, that's not good, making music for you. So And sparkling water. I got to have my yes. sparkling water. So it goes to the sparkling water addiction. So if you choose to do that, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate that. Okay, so today we are continuing our series, breaking down uh, the, the mixed breakdowns, we're calling them, for Dirty Damn Tricks today. It's episode six. That's track six. That's when I'm gone. Your thoughts, Driz? Man, this, that, that's like a loaded question. There's so much going on with the song. There's so much backstory to it. Um, I mean, from from the recording session to the music videos to to even the genesis of the song, which was you know quite a quite a you know heartfelt story. So, uh, yeah, why don't we go there first? I mean, it's impossible to get through this podcast without getting uh, at least a little heavy. <coughs> so we um. Uh, it, it, I wrote this song for my friend Daniel Kyer, who committed suicide in 2015. There's no way to sugarcoat it. We'll just get right into it. And uh, he was one of my best friends growing up. We we uh, kind of came up together. We played guitar together. We were always in bands and stuff, starting from like you know eighth, ninth grade is when we met. And then uh, yeah, he died in 2015. So I kind of it got me thinking about suicide, and um, not not me thinking about suicide, but just thinking about the concept of suicide and what people must be going through to get to a place like that. And uh, and this song is kind of is kind of the tribute to him, and it kind of came out of thinking about that. Now it was written, um, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen, and he committed suicide in twenty fifteen. So it was you know there's some time there, some processing went by, but uh, this is what came out, and and I think, um, and I want to talk about the music video a lot too because there's some some deep deeper meaning things to talk about there, and uh, besides it being just our most ambitious video to mm-hmm. date, like I mean. <laughs> all over uh you know the southeast we filmed you know multiple days through rain shine heat like oh and rain rivers. it did <laughs> <laughs> so many things we need to talk about there but and we'll get into that in, in uh hmm, we'll get into that in a minute before the breakdown how about that yeah yeah definitely as far as daniel's concerned that's um that's kind of that's kind of that's not kind of that's where this song came from and it's for him, and I think I think a lot of it. I think he would have. I think he would have enjoyed it. So that's that's uh, heartfelt to me, and it means a lot to me. We played this song live one time. I think it was our first or second show ever. And a lady came up to me at the end and said, "I," uh, she said, "I I cried during when I'm gone. Uh, I thought about committing suicide so many times, and and this song really just hit home for me. So that really meant a lot to me to hear that uh, from her and from from so many of you who have said this song hits different for you." And uh, I'm, I'm glad that we managed to kind of capture something like that. You know, some of our songs deal with um, 
ideas or concepts of, of, of partying and this and that and the other. And, but some of the songs get a little deeper too. Like when I'm gone is suicide, peace of mind's addiction. There's all sorts of kind of deeper things inside our music. And uh, this one I think goes deep. It's why I personally chose it to be track six because track six on every album always holds a special place in my heart. For some reason, I always love track six on albums. And I think that starts from uh, Appetite for Destruction, Paradise City's track six. Yeah. yeah. And that's my number one favorite song of all time. So ever since then, I have this weird fascination with track six on albums. And that's why I slotted this one right here because it it means so much to me. And um, yeah, I'm proud. It's the only song we we had a full gospel choir on it. Oh, dude. We're going to be breaking that down and just talking about the phenomenal job that they did. Some of the stuff we're going to have to do, we, we might need to go out of order for this one so that the, um, we don't save all the good stuff for the VIP members, you know, because uh, I, really I really want everyone to, to what see What are you that. talking about? Everything we do is, is VIP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but I really want everyone to hear that gospel choir because they did such a fantastic job. Maybe, maybe we hit that at the beginning. Just <laughs> like, just like a- We might start with that. Before we dive into though, let's talk about uh, the music video. <coughs> Take it away. Take it away. I'm dying over here. Oh, man. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go straight to my favorite day of shooting. It was when we went to the river. Okay. Broad River. Yeah. Broad River in... Uh, what, was that the Broad River? That? Yeah, it was the Broad okay. River. Um, and this was that near... That was in uh, Blacksburg, I think. Yeah, yeah. Blacksburg, South Carolina. Um, was that South or North Carolina? South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Off the 85. And um, say the, the you, every time you're so like, LA. every time you say it, I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> it's like, no, it's 85. No, it's, it's the just 85. 85. Yeah. No, the 77, 85, the, 85, the yeah, 45. He says the, cause he's from uh, old Pasadena there. Yeah. Old sure. Pasadena Billy. Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe it's just cause that's the way you say it. You're supposed to. But anyways, um, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'm pulling the trailer in the forerunner and we're starting getting these like twisty hills. There's a damn Kind we're going come down, down the yeah. big, big dirt path. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't have four-wheel drive in this forerunner. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. So it's not aptly named. It's really no, a two-runner. No, no, it's really it's a two-runner. Really two runner. Yeah. yeah it's it can a, barely run two. Yeah. So we get down there, and, and it's hot summer day. It's June, right? Middle, uh, sorry, July. This was July at this point. And um, yeah, I, I look at the river, and nobody showed up yet, and I'm just like. No, what? no, hold on. Back up. You have to, when you say it's hot. Like, dude, it was, it was like over a hundred and the, no. and, and where we are no, nah, it wasn't over a hundred. It was like 97. Okay. Well, semantics at that point, what is three degrees? It also sounds cooler if I say it was over a hundred and, uh, true. <laughs> and like, I mean, instant sunburn. We're out in the middle. If you watch the dude, video, you did uh, instant sunburn. That's it's the right. very, it's the very first shot of the video where it comes up, uh, over the thing. And you see all of us standing with the river to our back. It's that area we're talking about. And it's essentially just a huge field. There's no shade. Yep. And if you're anything like me, you gravitate towards the shade. Because <laughs> you will and literally <laughs> turn into a vampire bat and fly away or something. I don't know. Like, I burn so fast. Dallas AC setting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a custom setting in the van for, uh, for me. It's called Dallas, and it's where the AC is, is literally like 200% max. Yeah. Just yeah. dimed. Yeah. Uh, Everyone else is like, dude, it's cold. I'm like... <laughs> Sorry. Anybody else got diamond cutters for nipples? <laughs> get get a blanket or, or one of these LA maybe hoodies or something. Oh, it's yeah. over here. Sorry. So anyways, if that gives you an idea, it was hot as fuck. So anyways, yeah. I'm like, well, I mean. We, do, were, do we you, were there first. You yeah. Mention that. I was like, yeah. dude, do, do, do you care if I like just go in the river? You're like, I don't care. I was like, you want to go in? You're like, nah. <laughs> no, I'm all good on parasites. Thanks. <laughs> You're like, all right, well, I'm going to get my, my fill in and my <laughs> infections. I have and to stuff. get my parasite quota, but I've already hit mine. So I'm good here from the shore. Uh, was I doing handstands and shit though? Yeah, dude. Back, Front back, handsprings. Dude, yeah, the handsprings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm just like swimming in the river waiting for people to show up. Oh, yeah. And that sand was so You had so like perfect. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But uh, that was the second day of shooting. We, we filmed two days. The first day uh, we were planning on finishing everything. Um, and, and then if you go back on our Instagram, you can see a post I shared where, uh, we were filming the grand piano shots and we were doing that on one side of the field. This is a different location. It was a huge cornfield. This, this lovely couple was nice enough to let us use. And, um, I guess it wasn't corn, some wheat field, some sort of big field. It was wheat. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we're doing the grand piano shots in the middle of the, of the field on one end and probably like 400 yards, you know, half mile, whatever. Yeah. The other way, Foz is doing drums, and, and we're kind of doing both those at the same time. And, we, and the sky starts turning, like, really ominously gray. 
and we're looking up like you know this is look, gonna look great for the shoot like overcast skies always look good you know it doesn't yeah. look as cool if it's like just beautiful blue sky you know <laughs> unless you're going for that vibe which this song doesn't really have that vibe so uh i mean i took i looked back on my phone i took a picture of i took a video at like 427 let's say and i was like oh you know it's starting to get windy i took another video at 429 and just downpour downpour like, dude, two minutes dude we had that thing to like everyone was like get it in the van like, get the piano dude we had that piano broken down yep. on the dolly strapped and in the truck in what a minute 60 and a half seconds yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile Foz and ridge our videographer all the way on the other side of the field like running the drums to my car and all of us are down with the piano except for the two of them. Yeah. So like the video is, is us like when we get back to my car rushing the drums and stuff into the car and it's just like you can see I, I flip the camera to myself and I'm just like I mean I could have been less wet if I jumped in a pool. Like, yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, and the folks who let us shoot there it used to be a dairy farm but they're sharecroppers now so I guess they had people rent to, to do the cornfield. They rent their property right, to do, right. or yeah, sorry the wheat yeah, field. And so it used to be this massive dairy farm. It's really cool. The folks there were really awesome. They were like, yeah, came down than, in their the pickup generous, truck. Yeah. We're saving Foz with his drums, like throwing stuff in their pickup truck. We drove back up to their house. And this this was one of my favorite parts. You're like, I'm, I'm going out with Ridge, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you doing? I'm filming filming the solo in the rain. I was like, you got something to play? We'll figure it out. I think we'll use the car. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. anyways. Also, what happened was a little bit of backstory to that is we were all sitting there huddled up in the garage, like toweling off drums and stuff. And to back this up, Ridge and I, our videographer, have been planning the shoot together for months. Yeah. So going back and forth about like, what if we did this? What if we did this? We need this location. I have this shot in my head. The grand piano in the field was a shot I had in my head that I was like, we have to figure out how to execute this. That was one of them. And another one I was talking to, and, and the mountaintop with Alvi was the other one that I had in my head. I was like, we have to get up on a mountaintop and drone stuff because I knew Ridge had a drone. Yeah. And so we, me, him and I were working kind of real closely on some big picture ideas for that. And I told him from the very beginning, I was like, similar to November Rain, uh, how the solo had such a spotlight iconic moment. I wanted something, you know, not that, but I wanted the solo to have some sort of important moment that was different from the rest of it, not just part of everything yeah. else. And we couldn't, we never landed on what that should be. We just kept, you know, I, I remember where we did land was let's just keep our eye out for how the day goes. And if something pops up, you know, we'll, we'll take advantage of it and make it happen. So everybody's toweling off drums and I go over to Ridge quietly in the corner. I'm like, this is it. Let's go. And so we, <laughs> we run back to the car. I mean, dude, it's pouring rain. I grab, uh, this is the important behind the scenes thing. You notice I'm playing a blue Telecaster instead of a, a, oh, one yeah. of my Les Pauls. That's one of Daniel's guitars. I own two of his guitars. That Telecaster is one of them. And uh, if you Google Daniel Kyer, K-Y-R-E, um, and just Google image, you'll see the picture of him kind of like blues facing it, leaning back, playing that guitar. <clears throat> then go back to the music video and you'll see it. It's been owned by a few a few friends of mine, but he owned it for a while too. So I wanted to pull that. I knew I wanted all along to pull that guitar out for the solo section. And um, yes, it's fine. It's not damaged from the rain. <laughs> so it was wiped off right afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But we went out, and uh, I'm standing. I mean, right next to where we parked. Like, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Two steps. I would have been at. Dude, my who car. was holding the umbrella while Ridge was filming? Was that you or Rasan? I think Rasan was. Rasan was there filming some behind the scenes footage. Yeah. I think we posted that on on our uh, Instagram, but we go out there. We just blasted as loud as we can from my car, you know, <laughs> yeah, op open right. all the doors. So, like my car was soaked by yeah. like, mud everywhere. Like I'm still getting mud out of it. Like, and, uh, well, yeah, yeah. So go, so go back to the, to the part where you were, you're like, this is it. So y'all take off. And I'm like, and I see you guys leaving. I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> we're going to go film. I, I was thought, like, I, I thought it was just going to be me and Ridge, but then you, Josh and Rasam were all there. Like pretty soon everyone was there. And we weren't far from the house. Like it no. was a really easy shoot, easy, uh, easy shoot. Because for the bulk of the shoot, we had to go down these big winding roads, and we were out in the fields. Well, before you do that, there's another another field. It's just kind of like by itself, mm -hmm. and that was where we had all parked for the day. Yeah, and then we would shuttle down into the fields and stuff. That's where we shot that. Just right where we all parked. We were all, all of our cars were there, and I stood like if this is my car, like right here. And like Rasam was filming me under my tailgate. My tailgate right, was over right. him, and he was not getting wet. So um. And then Ridge had his own little umbrella and he was doing his, his, I think he was holding it actually. Maybe he was holding it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was uh, filming like that. And that is on our Instagram actually. I remember that. But that's where we did that. And then we decided, um, you jumped in there with me for the outro. Yep. Both of us were in there. And then Rasan got out there and did a bass shot in the rain. And um, one of my favorite shots in the video is him 
I think it's right as we go into the outro, which we'll talk about here in a second when we hit the uh, hit the Pro Tools session. He he does this like triple headbang and the emotion on his face, like he just yeah, it's like oh, one yeah. of the most powerful moments of the video, and uh, like I mean, just true like passion and into the moment. And then you and I in the rain, which ended up becoming the thumbnail for the video. So if you see, yeah, yeah. If you see the thumbnail, it's me and you, and our hair is all wet, so it just looks like little octopus tendrils. Because <laughs> we're <laughs> my like head's back mid headband. Yeah. yeah, it's really funny. But um, I'm trying to think of other. Oh, the mountaintop. You guys weren't there for that, so I guess yeah. I should. So yeah. after that was day one. Uh, it wrapped. We couldn't do anything else after the rain, and we had not gotten the shots of Alvi that we wanted, and we were supposed to go to the mountain and do it, but the rain was a no go, so we had to shut it down. We did it another day. That second day is when we did the river shoot, which didn't take that long, a few hours. And then everybody packed up and went home except for Alvy, Ridge, and me. And we went over to the mountain, the mountaintop uh, nearby. And the ranger met us there and was a huge fan of ours. Like, it was, it was so funny because we were, like, you know, profusely thanking him, like, thank you so much for, for taking time to, like, come out here. He, he showed us, like, a private hike. No one, we didn't see one other person besides him the entire time we were there. Wow. And this is a pretty popular mountain. Yeah, yeah. We went up some back thing, uh, ended up finding a rock outcropping, and dude, we had to climb these rocks. Like this wasn't just like step step. Like we literally yeah. were like climbing up. Al- Didn't Al- cowboy have, boots. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's That's in cowboy boots up here. Like we're high up, dude. Like I mean, you make a wrong step, like you're gonna be dead or seriously, seriously maimed. And uh, Ridge and I are trying to get the the drone working. So uh, you know, mostly him. I'm just kind of there for support and like ideas. I'm really not doing a whole lot. We thought we might get like a solo shot up there, but after the rain thing, we're like, we got it. This is fine. We don't need to do that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, um, and the logistics of like getting a guitar up there was like, not great. (laughs) Nightmarish. (laughs) So we, um, do I commit suicide or do I climb up here? Dude, we got that drone (laughs) way out there. If you watch the very, very final shot of the thing, we, we were zooming it out, just flying the drone away from him as fast as, as far as we could. And you can end up seeing the entire mountain range of like the, of, I guess it's the apps. Crowders. Right? Yeah, Crowders in the surrounding area. Yeah. And it's just really beautiful. And we actually cut it. It keeps going for a little bit longer, but we faded it. It was out. like Crowders and Kings. Yeah. Is that South Carolina or North Carolina? Uh, kind of like both. both. It's the whole, yeah. the whole range. It's, that's part of the apps, right? It just runs, runs up the whole. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of foothills of apps. It's not really the Appalachians at that okay. point. Again, it sounded cooler. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, asked, you asked me technically. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about anything. So if you didn't, if you didn't tell, my grandpa. Li- well, how lived. about uh, how about we drive drive in over here to uh, some Pro Tools? What do you say, dude? Let's let's park. Drive let's park in up. is let's... not the right thing to say. I wanted to break down the outro first. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's listen to that choir. Let's get this. Let's get this for the for the non paid. Let's see what this is. Okay, that's just the backing vocals for the. You want to just play it all together and then and then break it down, play the outro all together, or no? Let's just start diving in. Yeah, I, dive I really in. want to play this this gospel choir first, and I want to explain how we did this. You were sick this day, do you remember? It yes, was your birthday. I do. It was my birthday. Yeah. It was your. Birthday. I had. I set everything up for the recording yep. session, and I didn't get to be down there because we didn't recorded want to the gospel choir at the same place we recorded the drums, which was the basement of your old house. And uh, he was planning on being there and everything, and he was just like too sick to do it. And it was his birthday, which was kind of funny. But uh, uh, so I was down there running it alone. Uh, six members of the University of North Carolina Gospel Choir, they're called the Voices of Eden, came over to the house. Just six of them. I um, believe it was two male, four female, I think is what we landed on. Yes. And um, Zach, the, the main guy there, was so helpful and so accommodating. And uh, we put them around these mics that we had set up the same way pretty much we did our. Gang vocals, which we had discussed in the Oh Sugar Breakdown episode three, if you want to go check that out. It's the same exact setup, I think, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and I ended up having them do it 11 times. And each time they would kind of slightly do something different. When we got to the last like three times, we had everyone sing the same exact part. Mm-hmm. So they were all singing the same note instead of all singing, you know, their different notes and making their chords. And so there was like three takes of just that, like different notes. And I got home and I put it all in Pro Tools. And my plan was, you know, I had this many tracks. And um, I ha- my plan was, like, you know, 66 tracks, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, it was, something, it was something like that. Six yeah, we mics, had, 11 takes. Yeah, something. it was, it was insane. Might been, it might have been 77 because we might have had seven mics. Yeah. We had um, the hallway mic and we had two, one, two, three, three stereo, stereo pairs. pairs. So seven. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so 77 tracks of this choir. The first thing I, I, what I thought I would do is kind of dig through and take the best parts of each take and blend them all together into one take. And I, I said, well, first, let me just hit play on everything and let's see what it sounds like. And this is what I heard. Hold on. Let's isolate it. I ruined my moment there. And then I trimmed out right there at the very end a little bit of things because you could hear them all like, oh, oh, I messed that up. Like, oh, I sounded terrible. Gotcha. Like, yeah, all, yeah. all at the end. And that's and I as soon as I heard that, I was like, that's I'm done. I don't have to touch it. Like every one of them together, the little imperfect. If you listen to one take, you might hear some imperfections. But when all those imperfections stack up together, it sounds like a real choir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds so good. So we did 11 takes times six people. That's 66 voices you're hearing there. Mm-hmm. And... um. Yeah, uh, machine has added you know his a lot of reverb and, and some heat to it. You hear kind of the saturation and like the uh, the preamp gain is oh, kind yeah, of yeah. almost where it sounds like a little kind distorted, of sizzling. Yeah. Especially when they get into the louder notes. So it was me with an acoustic guitar, and I'd turn around and be like, "Here's what I'm thinking." Ah, Ah, and they'd immediately, they'd all look at each other and be like, all right, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. Boom, they had it. Ah, all the carmies start. And it was like, all right, the second time I want to go, when I'm gone. And we start, and we, I knew I wanted that to invert so it sounds higher. But their idea, uh, one of the um, lovely ladies that tracked, she had the idea to invert before it. So that's how you hear right here. When I say invert, that means the singers are going to change their notes mm-hmm. slightly to, uh, to change the chord that everybody's singing. So here's like the main one. And the last one before they change, they invert, so it sounds a little different. Right? And then we go into the when I'm gone part, which they stay up on those higher notes. Looks like we're having a couple technical difficulties here. Oh, there I am. Hey, Manual Focus. That's my name, everybody. Emmanuel Focus. Are you, are you in? Are you in? Are you good? If you cut to you? You nope. got to turn yours off and on. What happened to the... Th- All right. Cut, I have no idea. Cut to you, on. then I'll get going. Oh, yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm s- yeah. All right. So, anyways, uh, what's funny about this is <laughs> the whole time they're oh, tracking, I'm sitting upstairs... In the bathtub. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know this. This two is the first floors time up, this. two floors above. I'm sitting upstairs in the bathtub because just like mad at life because I wish I could have been there so so bad. Could you hear it at all or no? Just just like bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, they're pretty loud. I mean, you know, six yeah. people. Ah, like loud. Yeah, singing, I'm still. You know? you know, I'm two floors up. It's two story house with a basement underneath as well. Right, so like, right. you know, I'm two floors above that. But yeah, every once in a while I catch a little bit and I'd just be like, fuck. Now, there's so much else going on in this outro that I want to dive into. Um, Let's start with the rhythm guitars. They're doing something pretty standard. We'll grab the bass in there, too, and the drums. We'll grab all three of, like, the core rock band here.
hammering away on those chords. Let's analyze this fill real quick. Love that fill. If we bring the bass in there, I love hearing the drums uh, in conjunction with the bass, not just by the. Oh sounds. yeah. And I mean that's a great bass fill. Ooh, tasty. Uh, the rhythm guitars. I wanted to point out there is an acoustic. I believe throughout this entire song. Certainly here in this outro prominently. Now Machine has mixed the acoustic in with the distorted guitars. I can't separate those out for you here. But you'll hear them kind of twinkling along. They're not meant to command your attention. You're not meant to go like, oh, I love that acoustic guitar. Yeah, it's just it's, meant to be a little yeah. bit of percussive sprinkle exactly. on top. By the way, I have to tell the story of how I recorded these acoustics. We did all the vocals um, and some of the acoustics and stuff in uh, this booth. I had a closet in my studio that I foamed up the entire thing. And when you shut the door, it was like pretty soundproof. It sounded awesome. Mm -hmm. The vocal sound ended up sounding really good. And I did these these acoustics in there, but you you couldn't fit like in there to play guitar. I literally had to record it like this. I was literally like, <laughs> just like a couple takes of it. Blending I remember, I remember all you saying that. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that's what we came up with. I'll skip ahead a little bit. We really wanted the core elements to be just hammering down those chords, mm -hmm. yeah, and 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 giving it that foundational power that this part needs, so that the other elements we're sprinkling in on top of it can shine and can and can take it to new levels. I think if you're talking about dirty damn tricks, in my opinion, and I know it pretty well, <laughs> I think this outro of this song is perhaps the most powerful moment on the entire album. I would second that 100%. I think that is primarily because of two elements. I think it's the gospel choir, and I think it's all these lead guitars, which we're going to break down in a second. And, and there's almost like a choir of guitars weaving in and out of each other. But before we do that, let's talk about the piano. There's also a ton of good piano in this. And I think the piano is actually also just kind of laying down these chords. I mean, if we if we really go to church here, I mean, this is what we have. Also, oh, uh, before we go too far, too much further, uh, remember we talked about uh, a couple episodes back going to Sweetwater and buying every percussion instrument yeah, we could yeah. find. One of those instruments was a triangle, and it did make it onto the album, and it's the last hit of When I'm Gone. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> so if we put it in perspective here. And you can actually hear it in the mix. We're going to talk about those vocals too soon. But uh, yeah, it's really funny. It kind of just has a little, little twinkle there at the end, you know? Just a twinkle. We're the only rock band using triangles, I'll tell you that for sure. Okay, so I want to break down the... Uh, what do you want to do? The solo or the leads first? Let's do the leads first. All right. So there's a lot going on here, and it's all busted down, summed down into this one track. Here, this big boy. Let's take a listen.
So really a lot going on there. If we take the piano, the gospel choir, and that, I think oh, we come be, up with a really, be. really fun little alternate mix here. with it organ yeah, yeah we didn't yeah, talk about get, the organ yeah, yeah. and it's not doing um a tremendous amount some heat on that organ too mm-hmm. might have a new favorite version of the song really fun stuff right oh oh, dude that was good let's talk about the solo so when it came time to do the solo the first part kind of wrote itself that's this part here and because that's essentially the main melody from Mm -hmm. the other two times that it happens in the song but when it came time to actually get into the solo solo part i really struggled with that for a long time i had probably four different versions of it that I thought were done, and I'd listen yeah. to the demo in my car and be like, that's not going to do it. I need to go back and do it again. And I did that probably four times before I came up with this. Um, and what, was, what I was hung up on every time was like, the note choice wasn't good enough. It didn't have the emotion that I wanted. It wasn't dripping with the attitude. It needed to have every drop of feel in that playing. Well, especially considering, you know, the context of the song and what yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. I needed, I needed to put that, you know, what I know Daniel would have put into it. I needed to put that in it myself. So this is what we came up with. Let me put the band in there, but just, just a little bit of the band. We'll do the rhythms, the bass, the drums. I don't personally like hearing guitar by itself. <laughs> I like hearing it with other stuff. <laughs> There we go. I had a lot of fun with this song, uh, playing with time and being late, mm-hmm. playing off time a little bit on purpose. There's one point in here where that was obvious. Maybe it was earlier. I think it was. Yeah, right there. Just being late with it instead of being directly on the beat. That theme also occurs uh, several times throughout the main melody riff, which we'll talk about later. Like right there. That's late. Right, that kind of thing. And then we have Alvi doing some vamps, which uh, ended up coming out really nice. Will you remember? Oh, will you remember? When I'm gone. And what I did with the solo there was I actually matched him. So we, we land on the same note together. When I'm And he goes down and I go up. Yeah, yeah. But we land on that same note for a minute if we listen to everything together.
right? Yeah, it adds a nice touch to it, yeah. Shall we listen to the whole outro or should we move on kind of? Let's move on. Let's yeah. let's do the whole song. We'll do the outro one last time at the very end just because of uh, just how, how awesome it is. So let's move to the top. Now, if you're not if you're not on the VIP, um, we're going to run out of time at some point. You're going to miss some of the end of the song. So I would encourage you to check that out. But uh, also, you know, you don't have to. <laughs> let's start at the top here. What, correct me. What am I? What do I need to isolate here? You know, obviously, um, I'm really familiar with the song, and my ear doesn't gravitate towards any one element that I think should be highlighted and, and shown, you know, a spotlight on. But what are what am I missing here? I think it's so open, and, and so well, it's everything, everything. Lot, yeah. you you get to hear everything. Yeah, I think if there's one thing that could be soloed, it's it would be the bass, just to kind of see what he's doing. At grinding through those chords and we have the little opening solo which you know you can hear clearly in the mix of the actual song starting with that little chord where the band starts with the heavy chord I had those really quiet you can really hear those acoustics there's that acoustic yeah yeah. those are really blended in nice Uh, then we get to the verse now verse one we wanted to drop out a lot Mm-hmm. And so that's when I knew we needed organ specifically to carry that. What kind of made me think of that idea was uh, was uh, foreplay long time. Gotcha. How when they yeah. go to that verse, it's been such a long time. It's drums, bass, and organ. organ. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what we do here. Uh, we also have piano, though. That's the difference. little little drum flam fill there we put the bass there with it now he does the doodle and so do we or I guess that's just me that was just you yeah I come in with come a in very right luscious beautiful chord this was also the Pauline Smith S2C change the solo mode real quick uh while he's changing modes i'll talk to you and oh we're good we got it no one wants to hear you talk (laughs) you're right (laughs) no take it away what are you gonna say oh no i was just uh gonna talk about how uh that guitar i I think was on eight eight of the ten ten tracks that was the blue one that's the the, light blue that's the blue one yeah and again that mode keeps popping up where i'm in the middle position split coils right which gives us that nice strat I remember you and I were like uh, spending a lot of time coming up with those chords. Yeah, we spent a lo- we spent yeah. a lot of time. We tried coming a up bunch with those of different voicings. ones. Uh-huh. Wait for your part. My part was yeah. always just kind of the root stuff. But for your part, you were coming up with all these pretty verses. I was like, yeah, maybe not that one. Okay, yes, that one. You know, we came went through a bunch of them. And it's one of my favorite things to do live because just because of how drastic of a change you come up with this mm-hmm. massive, th- and then like yeah. all of a sudden, like and live, like it's my live tone is a little less just dry than this. It's really pretty here. Right. It's, it's, but uh, I've got like luscious effects. It's luscious. It's gorgeous. Well, we play uncle Tom's cabin by warrant and your clean tone. Same tone. I know it, dude. It's, I love that tone so much. This is the chorus now. 
to jump ahead a little bit here, there's a sneaky little. Um, I love like Edge from the U2, like style delayed uh, lead guitars in particular. Yeah, and that's kind of what's going on here. It's it's a little subtle. You're not going to immediately pick it out. kind of vibe which is in the chorus um we have piano and organ carrying the verse we spoke about the organ let's take a listen what it's actually doing So the piano's kind of quieter in the verse, mm-hmm. the organ's louder, and for the pre-chorus, they flip. So the, pre- the organ dips and the piano gets a lot louder, you'll hear. And there's so much beautiful piano in this song, um, courtesy of Josh Thompson. It was uh, just really well done. One of my favorite piano fills, maybe ever, is in this song. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to highlight it. It's coming out of the uh, guitar solo later. I know exactly which one you're talking yep. about. Let's highlight those vocals for a minute. Let's talk about it. Albie's kind of in a different part of his range here. Yeah. And it, it was a little uncomfortable for him to get there, but I think he did a great job when he did get there. Well, five o'clock is dying. And the city lights come out to play I'm lost in this moment There's so much I wish I could say Then he gets up more into his uh, natural register for the, for the pre-course here But hey, I'm just trying to make it through the day I must have lost myself hits hard it does hit hard it even hits hard you know with all all the elements that weren't in there right yeah which which i i hope is the hallmark of a good song i've heard uh i think it was dave Grohl or someone said um if you can strip a song down to just an acoustic and a vocal that that's a good song yeah <laughs> like, that's, uh, you don't you don't need all the the bells and whistles the song the song shines through carries bells itself, and whistles yeah. are fun and awesome but um the song itself can shine through regardless, which I think is a, a, a cool test that we think about. I think a bunch of our songs pass that test, I think. I would love to hear Oh Sugar that way. At least, um, you know, for sure our chorus is 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the other one I was thinking? Oh, Peace of Mind, of course. That's kind of already acoustic anyway. What do we have next? We go back into this solo thing. I just saw these backing vocals down here. All those are are uh, doubles, so there's no harmonies. I don't think uh, the chorus they're a little more prominent. So I'll play him just by himself, and then I'll bring in the doubles, and you will hear how it kind of fattens it up. But he's not singing any different notes. He also has the effects on that track. That's why you're hearing, if you listen to this by itself, you hear like crazy delays and reverbs. Right, which gives us a nice tail in the mix. 
Nothing like a good doubler sometimes, know. you know? That's all this needed. We we played around with a bunch of harmonies and ideas, and, and nothing uh, nothing really worked. Nothing really um, took it to the next level. I hit one note in here that I've always been really happy with. It's that little bend, the high one. It's always a fun one. Yeah. I love that live, too. It's so fun. You just make the face. Do one of those. I love a good one note. One note bend. Have this hard stop in here. One thing I want to break down here are the rhythm guitars. There's yeah. a lot going on. I was using the whammy bottoms. I forgot, yeah. dude. I forgot about that. Now, the first pre-chorus, if I remember correctly, there's no lead guitar. No. Just the rhythms. The second pre-chorus, these big octaves come in. Right, so just kind of beefs it up a little bit. This verse, um, always one of my favorites, I think, lyrically. And Father, please save my soul Cause I can feel it slipping away Hey, Mama, won't you help me carry on There's just so much left I could say So that, again, is the slight... We've talked about it before where the pre-chorus two is slightly different from mm-hmm. pre-chorus one, right? You want it? I, I got to say this, too, while we're, while we're here. It, it takes you to church without taking you to church. Like, right. I hate going to church. But it like, <laughs> takes you to, it's almost like a religious experience listening to it because like, it, like, it hits you. you the know, in the a Father way. Please yeah. inspires religious thoughts, right? Oh, yeah. Which is not where I was thinking necessarily. Well, and then crying out, crying out to mom as well. Like, right. That's why I did... Oh. I wanted... So I knew with Father Please, I, d- I knew it was going to be taken religiously, and I didn't want that spin on it. So that's why I put Mama after it. So you can yeah. easily draw your own meaning from it. You can put your own conclusions. But like, that's why I say it takes you to church without taking you to church. Exactly. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel like... You yeah. want those emotions without having the, the preachiness of it, like feeling like you're, you're being preached to or, or being told something that you just don't believe in or you know anything, having anything shoved onto you, that kind of thing. I get what you're saying. Also, um, uh, what was I going to say about this one? I don't remember. Nice. Well, you know, we are we do live in the Bible Belt, so I'm sure a bunch of people love it. It's like, oh, you wrote a song about Jesus. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> um, listen to Mr. Danger. Hey, mama, won't you Oh, I was going to say, um, I remembered. Songs take on uh, new meaning to you personally sometimes when you understand what they're actually about. The biggest example I have, Drops of Jupiter by Train. I always thought it was just a, a cool song, cool pop song. Yeah. Obviously yeah. about a girl, a girlfriend, wife, whatever. And then I learned it's, he wrote it for his mom who had just died. And I listened to it again and it just hits you so differently. And like you, you hear all the words and all the nuances in a new way now that you understand the meaning behind them or the intention behind them. And I've always been a firm believer that for a song, you, should, you are encouraged to take what you need from it or what you can from it, right? Yeah. If you think Drops Jupiter is about his girlfriend, 
then it is to you. That's what it is. If the, if that's you and your girlfriend's song or whatever, and you know you slow dance to it, oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And and I'm sure Pat from Train himself would would encourage that. Chris Cornell said it a lot as well. You you determine the meaning in the lyrics. Whatever I intended when I write them doesn't really matter. I'm just the vessel getting them out, and then you take the meaning you want. But sometimes I think it's helpful to hear the intention. What it means is up to you ultimately, but the intention behind the meaning, and then you can go back and, and kind of uh, ascertain like new feelings and emotions from it. And I hope some of you do that with this song as well. Because um, I, I love those moments when they happen to me when I'm listening to songs. So here we are with uh, Chorus 2. the solo section where um what do you want to break down first in the solo section piano mm, no actually the the solo solo itself you want to go there yeah first? let's let's go to the solo first let's Just do kidding. bass drums and solo yep all right cool okay mess that up royally let's try that again One more little lick right here. Did you notice that harmonic you had to tap, tap ever? That little harmonic. Did right you ever here. notice that? Uh, I I noted I did, but you did do that very subtly, though. Like <laughs> I have to say, like very it's a nice clean octave. Yeah. Nice clean octave yeah. there. Uh, there's no leads going on. The guitars themselves, I think the acoustic really, really comes over here, I think. camera good yep we might have lost the camera people what do you need me to do don't I go down? my phone's on we should be good no oh it's you're down. off because <laughs> we restarted them right right okay so for those of you watching hey uh, there he is. we uh our phones our cameras have to be connected to our phones and if our phones for some reason lose connection to our cameras our cameras die after a half hour being. Oh yeah, I am. I'm not even connected. Yep. Anymore. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Always good timing. Organ here, I don't think is doing much. Just kind of hanging on those chords. But the piano, I really want to talk about. It is the best piano fill on the entire album, probably. Ah, if that doesn't put you in a saloon, and you can hear it well in the mix too, yeah. well enough. I love how it just keeps peeking out at you. Let's put some bass and drums in there. Josh takes over here and the piano kind of kind of guides this bridge. 
so before we move on, uh, I, I got to say this. That solo for me is my favorite solo on the album. <laughs> and it's not because it's the crazy. I love crazy fast solos. It is literally because you can feel like I, this is what I tell my family. This is what I tell people when we talk about the song, like, like that solo though, like you can tell, especially knowing the backstory, but you can tell that like you wrote that for someone you truly loved. Yeah. Like, like, you know, and I, and I say love, like, I know you loved each other as brothers, but like, it was a true brotherly love. Right. Like, and, and it comes across in that solo, dude. Yeah. It comes across in that solo. <laughs> I can tell it was written that way. Like there, there's some solos you listen. Yeah, no, I know. And then you're not going to bring this up. That's why I had to bring this up. So there's some solos you listen to that make you go, holy fuck. They wrote that on another level. Mm-hmm. Like and that's one of those solos. I feel I feel that on a certain level because I don't really have any memory of writing that. <laughs> like I don't know how that happens. <laughs> yeah, I think it was probably a few takes and then just kind of like a lot of times the way I'll do solos is I'll just loop the section and hit record and just make something up. And okay, all that sucked. Okay, hit record, make something up. Okay, all that sucked except this part was cool. Okay, I got this part. Let's do it again, and I'll just do that until all of a sudden I have all the parts right. Um, but I don't, I don't really have any recollection of how this one came to be. I do know I added this, um, first part here after. So like the original solo started, like, uh, I'll show you how it started. Let me, let me figure it out real quick. It just started like this. It didn't have this first little part here. Come on, man. Get out of there. Right, well, one one more note there. And so I was listening and listening and listening, and I didn't like this gap. You see, his vocals stop here, mm-hmm. and the solo starts here. So I had this big gap. Yeah. yeah. Listen, listen how annoying that gap is. It's like, ah, oh, that sucks. So I came up with just this little thing here, and I punched it in later. This little part, highlighted part here, was recorded probably weeks, months after the, the rest of the solo, which was over here. And that's just this little... You can hear the punch, actually, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's it. So it fills that gap the way I think it should be filled now. The other thing, this was all kind of solid and done. This changed a bunch of times. This is that other little lick. There's a couple little things that it was mm-hmm. before it was that. I don't remember what this is. Just a little fill going in, that's all. Yeah, going into the chorus. So let's talk about these vocals here with the piano. They kind of bring bring it down a little bit. Will you remember me when I'm gone? And also, here's the closet acoustic here, really in isolation. <laughs> Have we been playing that wrong? Wait, 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 wait. Did you hear okay, that? Play it and play it again. I always time. go E, F, G. And here we just go F, F. <laughs> I, I've been playing that wrong at least live. <laughs> We're learning stuff here too, folks. If we listen to the acoustics and the piano, though. No vocals. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you right now. No, I play it perfect. <laughs> You think I make a mistake? I don't even. Does this face look like what, a? <laughs> what is, what is mistake? Is that a word? I don't understand this word. It's a steak for the missus. Oh. 
right, the big build up there. I will say those that acoustic in isolation sounded like a perfect acoustic for like a depressing emo song. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It really did. I agree. You told me no. That kind and of thing. I told you yes. <laughs> You're the one for me. But maybe not in this galaxy. We're only 17. <laughs> Should we start that band? I love uh, the way... <laughs> the way this uh, big part... You see right here, really hard line. Dune, 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 yes. Dune, Dune. Good movie, Dune. Th- they all come in really solid, right? There's no build-up, nothing. It comes out of nowhere. What sells the build-up is Albie's little vocal right here. He's kind of soft. I've done all I can. And then he uses this phrase here. Oh, it's time to move. On is where he lands. Oh, it's time to move. He really sells with like uh, some passion and some, some oh, tone there. I've done all I can. Oh, it's time to move. On. Will you? Right. So if we put all that together, you've heard, you've heard the song. I've done all I can. Some really nice drumming going on in the chorus with some some slight ghost notes and little things that give it some groove. Let's put some bass and drums in here. too much which i like mm-hmm. i always love this fill it really sets up what's coming next yeah. that little gap boom like it makes the next part hit so much harder and then we've made it to the outro now there's a part in this chorus uh, at the very end common trick with songwriting you double the last chorus right yes. so instead of just singing it once you sing it twice and uh what we did is we did that we put a little vocal fill in the middle to kind of transition the two and then had alvi sing even higher so it gives it a little more passion here let's go to the the alt mix that i like here the strength to carry right here the outro already can we listen to the transition from the last line of the chorus to like the first line of the outro i don't know can we i don't know can i find the space bar <laughs> found it Final vocal here. We didn't talk about that. Oh, will you remember me when I'm gone? 
Mm. There we go. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking from here on, it'll be <laughs> VIP. So goodbye, regular folks. <laughs> Bye, regular people. Because I want I want the regular folks to see that whole session breakdown. I think they'd really get a kick out of it. So, but anyway, here we go. VIP time. All right. So, hey everybody, thank you so much for watching the latest episode of your new favorite band. This is the end of the free content. But if you want to unlock the full uncut versions of every episode, head over to lamaybe.com/vip and sign up for our membership. For $7 a month, you'll get extended episodes of our podcast, a bonus episode every month, plus exclusive merch. You'll also be supporting us and helping us continue to stay on the road and make new music. And for that, we're eternally grateful. So thank you.